Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. Welcome back again to Kingdom Insight. Uh, our goal, my goal, is uh, to bring you the Word of God that gives you a deeper understanding of the character of God as well as uh, the kingdom of God and how it operates. There is just something beautiful when we study the word of God in uh, context and begin to understand the scriptures in its intended purposes without adding or subtracting. And it becomes actually very powerful when we study the scriptures in its context and we begin to understand God the way he intended us to understand him. So this program I call it uh, Kingdom Insight because it gives us the deeper understanding or revelation of the kingdom of God as well as uh, of the heart of God and the character and the nature of God. Those are very important aspects of God that we need to understand if we are to to, to live our lives according to the way God purposed uh, when he created us and when he sent Jesus Christ to redeem us from the power of sin and death. So I'm so glad you've joined this program and uh, I'm so excited because you're going to learn a lot of things concerning uh, the Word of God, concerning God and concerning uh, His uh, character. Just before we start, just before we go into our next segment, as we have covered a lot of uh, segments as we look at uh, the book of Romans, we're going to be looking at uh, 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 why Paul was not ashamed of uh, the gospel. Before we do that, let's just uh, give glory and honor to God uh, uh, right now. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you, Spirit of the living God. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your grace over our lives. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for covering us under the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And for those, Father, who are, tu who are tuned in right now, going through a tough time, I just declare your visitation of the Holy Spirit over their homes, over their marriage, over their family, in the mighty name of Jesus. As we declare right now, the presence of the sovereign God upon them. Father, thank you that you are a good God. You are a great God who is forever, forever omnipotent and omnipresent in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to go back to the book of Romans as we've been covering the entire book. We looked at uh, why Paul wrote the book. We looked at the background and we looked at uh, some key scriptures in that. And we looked at uh, the cultural background of what Paul was uh, dealing with as he wrote this uh, 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 later to the church at uh, Rome. Now, he makes one statement that I want us to look at. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, the question to that, to understand why Paul is saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel, the question is, why would one or why would a person be ashamed of the gospel? That is what we need to find out. Paul is not just throwing out there a statement to say he is not ashamed of the gospel because of his zeal. He is uh, stating that statement because there are 
a reason that, that sorry there there was a purpose there was a purpose of why a person would be ashamed of the gospel the manner in which the messiah came the manner in which the messiah died the manner in which the messiah who was being expected came could make one uh, ashamed to preach about that gospel so let's dive into this and uh, look at why paul would make that statement and in this segment we're gonna look at uh, our topic will be why would a person be ashamed of uh, the gospel so paul was not ashamed to preach the true gospel and then uh, we have to look at that word the true gospel because there are so many gospels out there there are so many gospels in the world there are so many teachings in the world but paul understood the significance of uh, the power of the gospel of jesus christ he understood the power of this gospel because it was the only way for mankind to be saved it was the only way for mankind to be his soul to be restored back to god so paul was not ashamed to preach the true gospel message both to the jews and to the Gentiles because all people were under God's wrath. All people were under God's wrath and the only thing that could redeem people was what was the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's look at Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Uh, let's just go to Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and it says this, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. Now, you got to understand the good news is about Christ, is about Jesus Christ. And he makes that distinct distinction right there. I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. Because uh, you're going to understand as we go and we dig deeper here that um, uh, many people would have been ashamed of the way this Christ Paul is preaching about would die, would, would be hung on the cross, and actually a person who was hung on the cross was the lowest of, of all. So Paul is making a statement here. It is not just a, 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 a charismatic statement he's making. He is trying to point out, first of all, that he is not ashamed of uh, this uh, Jesus. And he says this, uh, he, say, he continues and he says, uh, 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 for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. The Jew first and also the Gentiles. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. Let me just interject right there. You see, living for God requires faith. And staying living for God requires a faith. And continuing in God requires faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith is the currency of our existence with God. You got to put your faith in God, not around, I mean, not, not in things that surround us. That's why this teaching is so important. Because for many years, most of our faith was put in things that we can obtain from God. 
things that we can acquire from God or things that he can give to us. That's why the most popular preachers or the most popular uh, uh, prophets are those that can foretell uh, what you're going to get or those who tells you you're going to get this job, you're going to get that job. But the solid part is this, people of God, when you get the word of God in you, when God begins to bless you, you can be unshakable. Why? Because you are standing on the very solid foundation of the word of God. So Paul here is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but we got to look at uh, this Jesus because the manner in which Jesus came, that is what made Paul make that statement. So why might one be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? First of all, the gospel seems like a, a very strange message. It is about a Jewish carpenter and a teacher who was put to death on the cross by Pontius Pilate. Roman governor of uh, Judea in, uh, in, 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 uh, in between uh, 26 to 36 uh, AD. Now, the message says uh, that uh, Jesus was the promised Messiah who was raised from the dead. But crucified, so look at that word there, but crucified Messiah seemed to be a contradiction to the Jews' view of a Messiah who was to come because anyone who was crucified was considered among the lowest members of society. So when you ask yourself, Paul is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, a, it's not the same as I'm not ashamed of living for God. He is talking about preaching this Jesus because of the manner in which Jesus came. But a crucified Messiah seemed to be a contradiction to what they, these Jewish people of that day were expecting. They expected a military kind of a Messiah, a David, a warrior, a Samson kind of a Messiah who would come and tear apart the, their, Roman, you know, their Roman Empire. Uh, so that's what they were looking for. But for a Messiah who comes and he dies on the cross like a criminal, that was mind-boggling and they were, they were not going to buy it. So one would be ashamed to say, my Messiah or the, the, my, my God or my, 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 my King, he, he, he was crucified. You know, many people, they like heroes. They like people that is going to fight. And then they call them, oh, that's my hero. Not somebody that is going to die for their cause. So here, what is happening here is that uh, uh, also a crucified Jew seemed like uh, foolishness to the Romans. Even the Romans, that's why the Bible says it's like, a, you know, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23 says this. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to the Gentile. Christ crucified on the cross, that looks foolishness. Christ crucified a Messiah, a, 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 a all-powerful one, King of kings, King of glory, crucified on the cross, that is foolishness. I want a Messiah that is not crucified. That is what in their mind it was. So one would be ashamed because of that. So to the Jews, it was a mind-boggling a Messiah would die like a criminal. To the Gentile, it was a foolishness that uh, this Messiah that we're talking about, he would be crucified too. So to Jews, the message Christ crucified or Messiah crucified signaled weakness. 
because they expected, like I said, a military Messiah who would defeat the Roman Empire. Jews looked instead for signs of Messiah's power. Thus, the message Christ crucified was a stumbling block to them. Greek scandalon, that, 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 that word stumbling block, it's a Greek scandal, scandalon or scandalazo, an offense. So the gospel was an offense to them. And uh, if, you, if you look even in his hometown, when Jesus was preaching in his hometown, the Bible says that he did a few miracles because once they detailed who he was, uh, uh, you know, son of a carpenter, uh, they knew his brothers. And uh, the Bible says that he, they were offended, scandalazo, becoming a stumbling block to them. So the message of Christ crucified was a foolishness. But Paul was not ashamed of the gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. And in it, God's righteousness is revealed from faith to faith. We look that in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 to 17. And that is the key element of this. We come to God by faith. And when we are in faith with God, our faith is what begins to grow from faith to faith. So from faith to faith uh, emphasized that the entire process of being declared righteous before God come to us from start to finish by faith. This has got nothing to do with works. This has got nothing to do with uh, any other things. It's just by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Believing Jesus Christ. Trusting Jesus Christ. Standing on the word of God. Standing on God alone. That is what makes up. Well, that is what makes us united and co-heirs with God. Because God is faithfulness. Uh, and God is a faithfulness. And we are in faith with God. So Paul is declaring this gospel. I'm not ashamed of uh, this gospel. I'm not ashamed of preaching this gospel. Preaching the gospel of the cross. Preaching about the gospel of the king of, of the king of kings who died on the cross. And when you begin to understand that statement that uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel you begin to understand exactly why Paul was passionate. You begin to understand exactly why Paul was fired up to preach the gospel, to go into all places, even when he was lashed, even when he was in trouble, shipwrecked. He, he documents all those things. But according to Paul, as we looked at last time, he said, I am a slave to this Jesus, meaning I have sold my, 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 my all, I've, I've, I've given everything to Jesus because he understood the power did not come from, uh, from, from, from anything else but from the crucified Messiah. That cross, that tree, that cross uh, uh, has the power to transform life. That cross has the power to change the destiny of any human being who puts faith in Jesus Christ.
That cross has the power to change and transform our lives. So Paul was emphasizing, I'm not ashamed of that cross. I'm not ashamed of preaching about the Jesus who died on the cross. I'm not ashamed of the of, of, of this king of kings who came and he was crucified and he rose again. But the power of him rising and resurrecting uh, uh, resurrection now lives in us. As he died, we died with him. As he rose, we rose up with him. So the power of the cross was the way and is the way and still remains the way for man's salvation. There is no any other gospel but the gospel of the cross. There is no any other gospel but the gospel of the Messiah who died on the cross. There is no any other gospel but the gospel of a Jesus who came to rescue mankind and he laid it all down on the cross for mankind to find a way back to God. So the cross is still the good news. The cross is still the life. The cross is still what brings us to life with God as he died on the cross our sins died on there as he died on the cross our weaknesses died on there as he died on the cross our failures died on the cross through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ then we begin to have the power to rise up in within us because we stand right before God for the because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ we have been made saints why? Because we have been sanctified and set apart for the kingdom work. So Paul was not ashamed to preach this gospel. Paul was not ashamed to declare the cross alone. Paul was not ashamed to talk about this Jesus. And this is where we need to come back to understand the call of our faith and belief. Remember I said this in the beginning. If we get this wrong, we're going to get everything wrong. If we get this wrong, we're going to get everything wrong. If we don't understand what the Bible talks about, if we don't understand what a faith is all about, faith is not all about all these, you know, uh, 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 things we desire. Those, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these things shall be added unto you. Why? Because when you look to the cross, when you stand on the power of the cross, when you desire to stand on what Jesus did on the cross, there is nothing that he did not fulfill on that cross. Remember the words? It is a finished meaning everything that he intended to do and he intended to give to you, he intended to bring to you was done there at the cross. The more you look to the cross, the more you look at Jesus crucified, the more you worship Jesus, the more you gain what you desire because he finished it all on the cross. That is the power of the cross. That is the power of salvation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Understand this Jesus and then you're going to see what it is all about. You see the gospel, the cause of salvation is the grace of God. The will of God and the Holy Spirit's power working through the message of uh, the gospel. There is no gospel without Jesus crucified. Most students would say that the gospel is outlined in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 to 5. Let's go there quickly here. 3 verse 5, it says, I passed on to you what was most important, 
and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the scripture said, he was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive. Though some have died, then he was seen by James and I and, 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 late, and, and later by all the apostles. La, last of all, or as though I, I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. This is Paul declaring that. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the, the way I, 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 I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because of God's God, because God poured out his special favor on me and not without and not without results for i have worked harder than any of the other apostles yet it was not i but god who was working through me by his grace so it makes no difference whether i preach or they preach for we all preach the same message you have already believed we all preach the same message what kind of a message it is the message of jesus christ crucified and we are empowered to preach that message by the power of the gospel. So Romans fills in that outline and clarifies that the gospel in relation to the Old Testament promises and the Mosaic law and the role of the God, uh, the good works and the gift of God's righteousness. So Romans is uh, emphasizing on uh, what the gospel is all about. What this gospel Paul was preaching is all about. Romans chapter 1 verse 2 to 3 helps us also understand that the good news is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. I want to make it very clear for you to understand something here. The gospel cannot be correctly understood without the Old Testament. And when you see that Old Testament there, don't go into your modern English understanding of that word and say it is old, it is past. The Old Testament is just the Hebrew scriptures. These are, are, are very important fundamentals of the New Testament. There is no new without the old to understand the new you got to look at the old testament the old testament gives us the the, the revelation of the new so the New Testament is just the progressive revelation of God. So you can't throw away the old and say, I'm not going to look at the old. Then you won't understand the New Testament. So here, uh, without the New Testament, I mean, sorry, we need both the New and the Old Testament to fully understand the gospel message or the message of salvation. What is the gospel one would ask? Does the word gospel appear in the Old Testament? Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 40 uh, uh, verse uh, 9 and, and we find out about this. Isaiah 40 and verse 9. Isaiah 40 verse 9 says this. O Zion, messenger of good news. Woo! I thought the good news was only in the New Testament. No, you need also the Old Testament. Look at Isaiah 40 uh, verse 9 here. O Zion, messenger of good news, shout from the mount, mountaintops, shout it louder, O Jerusalem, shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judea, your God is coming. 
that is uh, in the Old Testament. The, the good news, the gospel is the good news. The good news about this Messiah who was to come. We can also look at um, Isaiah chapter uh, 52. Let's just go to Isaiah 52 here quickly. Isaiah 52 and uh, verse 7. Isaiah 52 verse 7, what does it say? How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings the good news. So the gospel or the good news has always been there. It is also in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew scripture. So for us to understand the progressive revelation, we need the old here. As you can see this powerful scripture, how beautiful on the, uh, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the, messenger, of, of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation the news that God of Israel reigns that is the good news that is the good news that brings life look at Isaiah 60 I just want I, I, I'm just enjoying this as you are enjoying too because you begin to understand the, the, the plan of God all along whether it's in the old or in the new Isaiah 60 660 60 verse 1 says this arise Jerusalem let your light shine for all to see for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you all nations will come to your light mighty kings will come to see your radiance look and see for everyone is coming home your sons are coming from distant lands your little daughters will be carried home your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with the joy formations from around the world will come to you it talking about salvation right there Isaiah 61 uh, verse uh, 1 here says this for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor and he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that cap the, that captives will be released and prisons will be freed he sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of anger against their enemies listen people of God the good news brings freedom the good news of the cross brings revelation freedom deliverance and that is what these this these scriptures are talking about so we look at the gospel what is the gospel what is the good news what is the good news of the kingdom and that is a very good question for us to start asking right now what gospel are you listening to what gospel have you been uh, you know listening to what kind of gospel have you been subjected to there is no gospel without the gospel that brings a freedom into our lives there is no gospel without the gospel of Jesus Christ when you hear the good news the good news is you hear about deliverance and you hear about God bringing deliverance to you and to us so the word gospel we're gonna finish with this the word gospel means good news Gospel equals good news. The good news is about the Messiah and what he did for every humankind. He served and redeemed us from the power of sin and death. It is important to understand that the gospel is not only a, is, is not only a New Testament concept. 
but rather we find the concept of good news even in the Old Testament. It has always been God's passion to bring the good news of redemption, peace, and salvation both to the nations of to the nation of Israel and to the nations of the world. And that is what we need to understand as we continue. Uh, 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 with this topic next week, we're gonna continue. We're gonna look in more uh, in the in in, 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 in uh, about the good news. What is the good news? We're gonna look more on that. But I just wanna close quickly here. And before we go, you are there. You're listening to this program. You've never given your life to God. You are going through tremendous pressure. You're going through tremendous. Uh, you know, anxiety and depression, I want you to know only the gospel brings peace. Only the gospel brings the good news. Only the gospel can give you freedom. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can bring salvation to you. I declare in the name of Jesus, your salvation today as you surrender your life to Jesus. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, may you, Holy Spirit, overwhelm the person right now responding to this message with your grace, with your love and with your mercy in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Join us in another session as we look at the kingdom insight here, the insight into the kingdom of God and the character of God as we go dive into the book of Romans. God bless you. Until then, we shall see you again. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.